Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, if you were passing out a grade for the opening of the 101st season of Arkansas basketball, what grade would you give Arkansas for last night's effort against Alcorn State? I'm going to give Arkansas an A minus. And why would you only give an A minus? Why not an A? <laughs> Well, I, I guess I listen to Eric Mussman too much. He's always going to find something to complain about, or leaving a little well, bit. Of course. Um, yeah. I, I thought Arkansas probably could have done a better job in the paint defensively at times. I noticed what he did, um, and I thought he was trying to send a message to some guys and solve some veteran guys maybe not get a lot of clock, a lot of yeah, run. I think some of them got some splinters last night. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know – if not, probably for that part of it, I'd, I'd probably just say a solid A. But I think there's stuff to work on still. You know, uh, but, but you, you win your home opener. There's upsets all over college basketball. Uh, most men talk about it. And I noticed when I was doing my post game live on YouTube last night, Hogville Net YouTube Live, uh, ESPN uh, notification popped up on my screen. And, and, you know, Michigan State was upset at home by James Madison's and a you know, fourth ranked team. So, He's right, and and Alcorn State's a two-time conference defending conference champion. It's the swag, but you know these teams can rise up, and so you want to have be able to play all thirteen scholarship players in both halves, which Arkansas was able to do. So most of it was good, Randy. I'm re- so impressed with what Trevor Brazil continues to show us. I mean, this guy. Remember, now it was just a few weeks ago. Very uncertain after being out almost a year when he'd even get back to practicing in a competitive nature. Uh, and now he's he just he just look, he looked good against Purdue. He looked good in this game. I told you guys on the pro day before all of that that he blew all the scouts away. Um, and he, you know on Monday, what a day for him! I mean, he's named to the 50 player watch list for the Naismith Trophy National Player of the Year. He's already been preseason first team All SEC picked by the coaches and the media. And then he goes and has a nice game, very efficient. I mean, four or five from the field. Four fourth the foul line. He was five of five at the line against Purdue. I mean, he's doing. He's just checking all the boxes. He three big dunks. He hits a three. Uh, you know, he did get ejected for coming onto the court on that flagrant one review, uh, but that didn't end up being a big deal. And it certainly he's not going to have to pay for that moving forward because it wasn't at the level where he gets suspended. There's a suspension. So I love Brazil. Caleb Battle. You see all the hullabaloo about this guy as a scorer in a three-level score at that, and just a hard nose that, that East Coast mentality, tough kid, and I've, I've loved his defense so far. And then Tremont Mark, I mean, this is a guy, be very careful to only focus on guys like Brazil and Debo when we're talking preseason, uh, you, know, po- you know, looking ahead and predicting postseason honors. I mean, this guy's already looking all league to me this early. Arkansas's just got a lot of pieces. I think the one thing – that's maybe shifted just a little bit, and this would be the other thing that goes into that A minus. I think Arkansas is not completely settled on the lead guard. I thought L. Ellis was brilliant 
when you combine the red white game and the first division, the first exhibition game against Division Two uh, Texas Taller, I thought his 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 ability to run the team as a lead guard. There are things that are just not quite hitting on all cylinders. Looking back at Purdue and even stretches of this game with turnovers and uh, just kind of a feel for for setting teammates up, and I think he's still. I'm not going to call it an internal battle, but this guy spent most of his career as, a, as an elite scorer, and I think he's trying to juggle and balance that combo guard and that the, the facilitator first part of that and playing with pace and keeping turnovers reduced and those kind of things. So I mentioned the interior defense, the, you know, some of that stuff, but also I think maybe L. Ellis is still maybe more of a work in progress. And it's not crazy. I mean, we're just one game into the regular season. It, not everybody's going to have everything figured out, but I thought he – you know, what we thought before these last two games, maybe he was on a, a little further along. I'm not saying he's had a setback, but I think you just have to sometimes readjust expectations. I thought, Rick, you were about to say something. No. Uh, Graham, uh, I talked with Patrick about this earlier. Uh, Jalen Graham, I mean, this is a young man that's been battling back spasms and apparently – uh, they will get that resolved where he, he didn't get to play in the exhibition games. He, that was his first action last night. I thought he looked a little bit bigger, Kevin, but I'm watching by way of television, and sometimes television can make you look like you've added a couple of pounds. Has he beefed up a little bit? Uh, they're showing him at 6'10", 220. Uh, I think he needs then to add more pounds, if that's the case, 220. But I thought he played effective in in his first real action, uh, again, without any exhibition or red-white or anything. He was finally able to step out on the floor last night for Arkansas. Yeah, I thought he, you know, Mussman was pleased with what he he turned in. And, you know, Mussman had a comment in the postgame about, you know, guys are maybe, guys are still playing their way out of the rotation and maybe playing their way Mm -hmm. in. And I think that was a signal to some. And, he tipped his hat to the, he, he was pleased with what he saw from Graham. I mean, the guy played 14 minutes and gave you eight points and eight rebounds. We know he's capable of scoring, right? Uh, but it, you know, what is he going to give you on the glass? What kind of physicality can he play with? Uh, you know, this was a smaller front line, so this was not the kind of challenge. It wasn't the kind of challenge that's given him problems that gave him problems last year. But we've been told throughout June and July that this is a changed man in terms of paying attention to the. Details that matter on all the little stuff, not just being, not just having fun, being good on offense, but doing some of the other things, checking some of the other boxes, and so we just haven't seen enough. But in this one performance, uh, you know, outside of Brazil, he was the guy on the front line that caught everybody's attention with some of the stuff he was doing. Again, the eight rebounds in 14 minutes—that's uh, not something I would have predicted for for Jalen Graham based on history that from last season. What we saw last night, did you see roles, and I'm talking about from Eric Musselman's perspective, did you see roles starting to identify themselves? Not really. I think the Purdue game gave us a better glimpse because it was competitive, and it was one of those mm-hmm. where you're really paying attention. Who's on the floor at the end of that game? I think, but I think in this one game you see guys like Trayman Mark. I mean, there's no doubt this guy's got all league stuff stamped all over him. 
Uh, Rick's probably going to jump in here and say I'm being too literal, <laughs> and that's not accurate. But no, 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 it's okay. And I figured and, it would. Right. This guy has all. Right. I, I think this guy has cemented day one starter, everyday starter, game closer, and probably one or two choices to have the ball in his hands at the end of games. And so, in a game like last night where that wasn't needed, you still see him. He was four of six from three. Who saw this guy being a threat from three in volume and efficiency like that? I'm not saying he's going to do it every night, but he hit the big three against Purdue to get it to overtime. And he just he if you're I saw him as a jack of all trades, a solid defender, a really good potential elite defender, going to get deflections, going to make the right pass, going to pull up with those mid range shots or slash. If he adds three point shooting like this or even close to it, you, this is a special player, and we know he's got a winning pedigree like Devo coming in. So to me, I think he just proved last night he cements that. I think Caleb battled his ability to score at all three levels, get to the foul line, and then knock him down at a near 90% clip. Now, 89% last night, and that's what he did last year at Temple playing in 27 games. So uh, he was efficient scoring the ball, too. And he can, excuse me, scoring. Rick, I said scoring the ball. I apologize. Okay. Uh, what else would they be scoring? Um, That's exactly what Kevin, you I figured that out. Good for you. Good yeah, for you. I, I, I walked into it, but I tried to self-correct. But look, right. so some of these guys, in a, in a, so I think, did we really see rotate? Well, everybody played and everybody got a lot, you know, not everybody got the same amount of minutes, but everybody got enough to still make you wonder about a few spots. Uh, but I think some guys, I think Ellis is a guy that's still trying to figure things out. I think, and then it'll be game to game with a guy like Battle because we're still not sure can he stay healthy with the foot. You know that's one of the things you you wonder about. I'm not trying to jinx anything, but he's been kind of in and out since he's been in Arkansas. Now he's back in, and he looked. You know he was Arkansas by Very average good. the leading scorer in the two yeah. exhibition games. Yeah. Well, you know all these things that you're saying, and everybody got a chance last night. This may be a foolish question. I'll admit it up front. Do you think that in most games eight or nine guys might play this year instead of six or seven? Do you think that's even a possibility? Yes, and here's why I think that. I think he's. I think at some point, when you look at a box score, they're going to get into the. Especially in the SEC, there were so many games where it's really only five or six playing a ton of minutes, and then you had that seventh or eighth guy they were using. You know, maybe it was situational. Maybe it was a Chris likes. Uh, to be on the floor in certain uh, end of the games to make free throws, or there's so you'll see guys like Trey Wade start a game, and some nights he plays six minutes, some nights it's twenty five or thirty, depending upon the matchup and how things are going. So you just never know. But I think because there's more quality at every position and different and a versatility of skill sets, you might see him in game give Davenport and Penny a look for a few possessions. So you might see eight or nine. But I think when it really comes down to it, guys, I think we're going to see a tight group closeout games, um, and I and I don't I don't think it's going to be a, a submarine thing like we might see in some of these home games early when the lead you know where they where they're having their way out of the gates and they're trying to play everybody. Hang on, Kevin. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. 
Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. All right, Kevin, this from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback from Gold Glove Benson. Says, Kevin, have you watched any of Tennessee yet? I thought Hogs would be the best in the league, but Tennessee is going to be a problem. Yeah, Tennessee's they they returned their backcourt. Ziegler was got injured last year, uh, but he's you know they they've just they've got good players. They recruit well. They're well coached. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why Tennessee's in the top three in the league. A and M. Lost an exhibition game, I think it was the Texas Tech. But we know A and M. A and M's a weird team, man. They don't always do well in non-conference. And then when when SEC play starts, somehow Buzz Williams has them, you know, rise into the top of the league. Last year, finished second to Bama and, and stayed pretty close up there in, the, in that race. Uh, and they got they they returned just about everybody in that starting group. So you know, those two teams. Uh, belong in that conversation. I've always said Arkansas should be in the preseason talk for winning the league. You know, Rick was asking me about rotation. Uh, could it go up to eight or nine? I don't think consistently it will, but I think there's an opportunity for there to be more games where Musselman, because of all the, all the options he has now, I think the depth is really good at every spot, and it gives him a chance if something's not working to maybe plug something else in there. So you might see more games that uh, you expect to be closer. I mean, in these again, these kind of games against Elkhorn State, you're probably going to see everybody. There's going to be some of that. Uh, and they've got three more games, you know, Gardner-Webb on Friday, Old Dominion on Monday, Greensboro, who took Arkansas to the wire, led a lot of that game last year. Uh, you just never know how competitive, how tough these games are going to be and what adjustments Musman has to make uh, with, with, with what's going on in the game versus what he preferred to do going into it. But I think he'd like to get as many guys playing this month, these next 11 days, and that when those four games will play out as possible. I think he'd like it to look like last night. That's my take on it. And then you go to the Bahamas uh, for, for you know what becomes a, an escalate. You're playing away from home. You're playing some high major teams, and it's obviously a loaded field. And then you come home. You've got Duke. Then you play a tough mid-major infirmant at home that knocked off Virginia four seed in the tournament last year. Knock them off in the tournament, and then Oklahoma in a neutral side. So those six consecutive games are probably the toughest stretch of non-conference games since Melsman's been here. Uh, and so you hope these first four in November are a chance to really look at different combinations and just about everybody you can get out there. Don't you really believe, though, by the time Arkansas goes to the Bahamas, he will have that rotation set? I think he's got a pretty clear idea. I, I think he's challenging guys right now and talking about and, – and spots are up for grabs. Guys have got to deliver. They need – you know, the one thing he's talked about are, are guys doing the little things and meeting expectations, doing the things they ask consistently. And, and sometimes it's not just about the stats and what, you know, what looks good, but it's all the other little things. And so, yeah, I think he's still challenging guys, but I think he's got a pretty good idea. Uh, and he's just now wanting to see guys step up and respond and be a little better. Um, I, I don't think it's as up for grabs as he's saying publicly. Uh, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. This from the 479. Asked Kevin about blocker playing. Really looked like he could contribute. He had some rough stretches last night. 
Then he says, looks like he was benched in the game Monday. Know what happened? He fouled out. He fouled out. He had five fouls in ten minutes. Baseball had five fouls in nine minutes. And I think what happens with the freshmen that come in, I mean, Blocker's a hard-nosed kid. He, he, I've watched him a lot, and he's a kid, young man that really tries to get into the other player on when he's defending to make plays, get steals, uh, be disruptive. And at this level, you're going up against veteran guards. Uh, you, you know, they, they know all the little tricks, and you might do everything right until they find a way to make you contact them and get that whistle. And so it can, you can pile them up pretty quick being an aggressive kind of player. And Arkansas is now trying to play more up-tempo, uh, faster-paced game, and I think that applies to both ends sometimes. And, and when you play that way, uh, some of your more veteran guards know the tricks of the trade and find ways to, to push the limits and get as, away with as much contact as they can without getting all the whistles. And sometimes younger players still have that lesson to learn. And that's what I saw last night. So, uh, But I do like Leighton Blocker. And I go back to the Purdue game. It was just one – it was an exhibition game. It was just one example. I know Eric Mosman wanted to win it. I know the team wanted to win it. He had Leighton Blocker on the floor to close out both halves, first and second, on defensive possessions. We know in the second half the game was tied at that point, And you could end up walking off your home court with a loss if you, know, if you don't get a stop on that final possession. And he put a true freshman out there. So even though now – we know there's issues with with some fouling issues. Uh, they, they, you know, that may not be the case going forward. There may be some things that need to be worked on to continue to keep that trust. But they've seen him all summer long in in, in fall camp, and they and he had enough trust to put him in those game situations on the court. So I think he projects very well moving forward, guys. I don't know where that role goes this year, but long term, Layden Blocker is going to be a hell of a college player, in my opinion. Well, it's it's like I don't know if it was his fourth or fifth foul. I think it was his fourth, but there was an inbounds possession, um, and he was jostling with the guard, and it was it, I mean it was a slight bump at best. Uh, the official called it the foul on blocker, and uh, that's kind of like what you were saying, Kevin. That that crafty. Veteran guard knew how much contact he wanted to draw in order to get the foul, and he did so. And uh, that's 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 a learning experience for a young man like Layden Blocker. Uh, they bait you into stuff, that's for sure. Those those older guard, that players, they know how to bait a, a rookie into things. <laughs> yeah, bait them right into it. Yeah, and same thing with Bay Fall. I mean, I thought there were a couple times that he just simply bodied up somebody and. And uh, the rookie is not going to get the benefit, of, you know, of a call right now. You got to earn that, and uh, that was yeah. quite, quite evident last night. Joe's opinion. Now we're going to have Joe on a little bit later on. In fact, at six o'clock we're going to have Joe on. But where do you see Joe's role right now? Is this kind of like the the designated gunner bringing him in? You said uh, there could be some uh, rotation going on based upon needs or if, if there's some a struggle maybe putting the ball in the basket and you want to get that spark you bring in a guy like joe pinion is that is that kind of how you see his role yeah and they used him twice that way last year to win games right old miss in missouri he helped turn those situations just by that floor that gravity that floor spacer because of the quick release and ability to knock down shots at a high you know in high volume and efficiently i think he and davenport both bring that element, and it changes what your offense can do. 
and then it forces defenses to account for it. They can't play you exactly how they were before those. They got to change it up a little bit, and then you dare them to leave those guys open to help on a drive or someone else. So they help even if their stats don't show it individually. Sometimes they help that box plus, like they did against Purdue, just by being on the floor because it opens up things for others. So I think Joseph Pinion is a guy that can help and will help Arkansas at points in time this year. Okay, Makai Mitchell was one that we were talking about, drawing some splinters. What did you see last night from him that may have caused Musselman to, say, sit over there and watch? Yeah, I just think this was a smaller team, and I thought Arkansas was just getting a little bit worked around the basket by smaller guys. Sometimes that's going to happen. Um, you know, I, I don't know specifically. Uh, there's probably little minutia stuff uh, that, that Musselman, you know, doesn't have a lot of patience for that he didn't go into detail about. But I just thought there were some awkward moments for both he and even Chandler Lawson. Uh, and I think because of the, the way that game was, he didn't need those guys to win it. Maybe he needed them to sit and watch and, and, and let that soak in. <laughs> yeah. And it gives other guys a chance to play who may not play um, a whole lot moving forward. So we'll see. And he talks about post-game. He talks about uh, rotation roles and things, you know, maybe guys playing out and playing in. Uh, that'll get your attention as well. You start thinking about, well, how much did I play tonight? So you start thinking about those things. I think I think Mulsman expects a lot from uh, some of these veteran guys that have been around a while. And the ones he we think he's going to be counting on, he might have been just sending a message to a couple of them last night. One of the best ways to get a player's attention, come sit by me. All right, Kevin, we'll talk with you later on this week. That's Kevin McPherson, thanks to Fence Broker.